What's good, good people? It's your girl, Kimmy Michelle, and I'm back with another episode of Off the Dome, Season Verbal Fellatio on Love, Spirituality, and Everything in Between. If you've been hanging out with us for the past few episodes, then you know how I do. I'm coming with mostly unfiltered musings from an always Brooklyn girl with a little bit of Caribbean roots. Now, y'all know I'm a writer. So we're big on puns and plays on words. So let's jump right in and get into what that mouth do. (laughs) I distinctly remember where I was when the song Big Mama Thang by Lil' Kim. No, clearly not me. I mean that Lil' Kim. Dropped. The Lunchroom, 1996. Sophomore year. I should have hit y'all with a picture it. Sicily. But anyway, (laughs) I had just settled into the table, getting ready to play some spades because let's be real, who ate lunch at lunch? Spades, dominoes, uno, those were the things. And my best friend at the time, who I used to call my cousin, came in singing it as she sat down to watch. She didn't play. Let me see if I can play the part right quick and not get flagged. I'm really not trying to get flagged, y'all, but I just had to, just in case, you know, had to give y'all a quick reminder of how that part goes. But let me just tell y'all, my mostly virgin ears were like, well, damn, Kimberly, that's a lot, even for you. Now, mind you, I had no problems of listening to anything sexual, so that wasn't it. R. Kelly was on repeat in my CD player. Excuse me, we are talking about then, not now. So cancel culture warriors, please put down your spears. And I am not ashamed to say that there were many songs on that album that were among my favorite songs. Okay, so maybe I am a little ashamed. Just a little. Because I had zero business singing that song at 15. Like none. About the same amount of business singing from about them boys from Jodeci at the top of my adolescent lungs. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so horny. Especially because I did not. I had no concept. I was innocent and experienced, but my talk about it game? Official dishal. So anyway, I remember that song got all the airplay and everyone and their mama was singing it. Except for me. Why? I found it crude and distasteful. Pin that. I'm a circle back. Fast forward 10 years. So remember I said I was a serial monogamous last time? Well... Within that, I got to practice my knowledge. Let's call it that for now, shall we? And I'd say for a lot of us, that was probably the case when we hit our intimacy prime. But I think it's also important to know and recognize that I had that same power when I either spoke or put pen to paper. As a writer and sometimes spoken word artist, I'm really good at painting a picture of whatever it is I want you to see. Like for real. If I want you to see a threesome about to unfold, my pseudonym comes out to play and I make it do what it do like Jamie Foxx. If I want you to imagine the perfect date, I pull that palette out. If I want you to feel anger about injustice that you didn't know existed, baby, I can do that. 
Like, I can bring you to your knees or I can bring you to your knees. You know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> uh, see what I did there? <laughs> Let me stop playing with y'all. But it's within that sacral power that sometimes we forget like how strong the power of the tongue is. I mean, growing up in Flatbush, Brooklyn, going to school in Old Bushwick, not to be confused with New Bushwick, just to be clear, we all knew damn well what were considered fighting words. Y'all know what it was. Usually, the easiest way to sign yourself up for an ass whooping was to either call the other person out their name or to say anything about someone's mama. Words have power. They always have. Now, I know you heard me say it just now, something about sacral. No, I didn't make that word up. It's for real a word. In fact, it's one of the seven chakras. And no, I didn't make up chakras either. Those are real things too. Don't worry, I'll get you a chemism before our chat is done. Don't fret. But just in case you're unfamiliar with what chakras are, so boom, right? The seven chakras, a real quick tutorial, like real, real fast. In actuality, there are 12 chakras, but for the purposes of what we're talking about today, I'm going to stick with the main seven. Cool? Cool. So boom. Seven chakras. The system originated in India within the Hindi and Tantric systems. And in essence, they are these energy centers at focal parts of the body that, when in balance, highlight us at our highest selves. And when out of balance, well, think about what that means, right? You know the rest. Starting from our crown, we have the crown chakra, which is primarily the energy center that rules spiritual enlightenment, which makes sense since it's at the top of your head, right? And then we have the third eye chakra, and everyone seems probably more familiar with that one, right? It's right between the eyebrows. And if you imagine the little blue eye in the triangle when you thought about it, then you thought right, because the third eye rules vision, both what we can see and what we can't intuition and imagination the throat chakra is communication and expression because well of course it's the throat right then there's the heart chakra which seems fairly obvious in that it deals with matters of the heart loving and being loved but it also focuses in on joy gratitude compassion and the like you've got the solar plexus in the upper abdomen above the belly button and this chakra rules our strength our personal power, our courage, and our resilience. And you've got the root chakra, which is just like how it sounds. Rooting, grounding, what makes you feel safe and secure, etc. Yes, I skipped over the sacral one, just in case you didn't notice. It was on purpose. I wanted to go over the other first, because the sacral one's the one that we're going to be focusing in on today. I hope that's cool with you. Cool. So with all of these chakras and things... What the ancient Hindi felt were that these individual centers govern these energetic species, not species, y'all, spaces of the body, <laughs> and that it is our responsibility to keep these centers in balance so that we remain in our best harmonious self, right? And if you're not a believer, or if you're one of those people who see this as heresy, consider me your heresy leader from now, friend, okay? Salute. Because I believe shrugs <laughs> but also maybe this is not the podcast for you because i'm going to be talking about a lot of these types of things and i feel like i might have said this last time too so I, you can't say i haven't given you fair warning at this point 
Anyway, and also in whatnot, I really am a very firm believer in the power of divine messages coming from multiple vessels and prophets having presented themselves over the ages in numerous forms. And yes, pin that too, because we will definitely circle back on that one. Not today, but soon come. Anywho, though. So take your heart chakra, for example, right? In balance or open, as they would say, it's usually characterized as a rosy outlook on life, or perhaps you're able to find a happy and satisfying relationship. You reside in like space of gratitude. Life is a generally good time, right? If that baby is out of balance, though, y'all know them grumpy McGrumpies that y'all be finding online that find something wrong with every single damn thing, no matter what it is. You might could refer to them as haters. Welcome to the other side of the heart chakra. The flip side of the chakra is where you will find jealousy, malaise, an inability to forgive, etc. It is also the center of the energy in your body and helps energy flow to other parts of your body to help balance the remaining energy centers that exist. It's all about balance, right? Which brings me to the sacral chakra. Finally, right? So the sacral chakra's energetic point can be found in and around your groin area, most specifically the lower abdomen. No real surprise there, right? And this chakra rules passion, sensuality, of course, and pleasure in all forms as well as emotions. Now, when I first learned this, I remember thinking about this old school saying, and I had the only aha moment. You ever hear the saying about men thinking with their, well, do, do you really need me to say it? Turns out there's some rooted truth in that, and this is actually where it's based. There's also a connection here to the other saying that men are from Mars and women from Venus. But I don't want to get too far off track, you know? The last thing that your sacral chakra deals with is your creativity. This was the one that surprised me the most when I first learned about this. Although, when I think about it now, I think about creating and how it comes from a space of passion and emotion. So it really only makes sense that they're all interconnected. Right? And when the sacral chakra is balanced, it literally gives off this rush of creative energy that manifests in whatever form you should decide it should. So maybe you want to draw to your heart's content, or maybe you want to swing from a chandelier, baby. Do you. It's your world. I'm just a squirrel living in it, baby. <laughs> when it's imbalanced or closed, you might have a lack of urge to create or manifest, or maybe you go overboard under somebody. It could go either way. You know how when maybe you're at work and you come across a consistently cranky person and you might joke to a friend, they need to go ahead and get some unbalanced sacral chakra in the works there. See? And so I've been thinking about my own sacral chakra because as a Sagittarius Sun and Lilith, yes, please pin that too. I promise. I'm going to do a whole thing on the signs and astrology and love, and I may even have a guess for it. I have a tendency to innately lead with my sensuality. I've been doing it all of my life. And for me, that sensuality could be the kiss of a decorative pen to paper to design something or the gentle tapping of computer keys as I read word, weave words into prose, or it could literally be a dirty dance on the floor. As the archers of the zodiac, we love to be learned, 
as much as we love to be free. And that expressing that freedom, it can manifest itself in a number of ways. We treat the world as our our literal playground. We turn each piece into something to be learned or absorbed. And we have a tendency to create magic out of thin air. It's our gift. In fact, many Sagittariuses find themselves in creative careers or careers in travel or food or even better as entrepreneurs. Anything that allows them to be free. Guess which one I am. In their quest for knowledge, they are boundless optimists, usually to others' amusement or annoyance. But what's beautiful about this is that because of this, things have a tendency to work out for them naturally all the time. They fall in love easily because they are usually crystal clear about what it is they desire, but they also bore easily in the same breath. And anyone who knows me knows I get bored really easily. It's about the experience for them. You know, as they grow into themselves, though, they become even more rooted, even as they remain free. It's really beautiful. And that might have been a lot, but I broke it down because I had to circle it back to me so you could understand where I was coming from. So I've been looking for my sacral chakra for a little while now. My last relationship was a bit of a doozy. And yes, I will talk about it eventually. But if you've listened to the other episodes before this one, then you know that I do a period of celibacy in between relationships you also know i'm single so you can put two and two together especially when you add in that my last relationship ended back in 2017 i turned my sagittarius all the way off and i had to really take the time to figure out why i'm gonna drop some links in the comments to some articles that i've written in the past so that when i start talking about the sun the moon and the rising signs if you're not familiar then you're not completely lost. But in essence, I let my Virgo moon take over and keep everything organized and structured. The better word for this, compartmentalized. I rationalized somewhere inside that my Sagittarius sun and Lilith got me in trouble. All that freedom and I had lost the plot somewhere. So what did I do? Packed it all away. Remember that closet I told you about? These are the thoughts that can happen when you lose the power in your voice, when you unroot your own sensuality that is naturally a part of you. And again, for me, sensuality and creativity go hand in hand. And I became this cog on the wheel of my own design. Anyone that knows me knows me knows exactly what I mean, what I did. I forgot how much I loved love. I forgot how much I love to create, how much I love to speak magic into existence. I forgot what that mouth do, like for real. And then the next step in my healing was I became screamingly, devastatingly horny, craving touch, craving that sweaty skin to skin. You know what I'm talking about. Sure, I was walking around the house in a moth-eaten, burnt orange sweater and a holy house dress day in and day out. Yes, all I did was work. No, I never went outside, even after the panini press started to die down. But yep. Your girl was going to go meet someone and she was going to go get some. And she was going to go and put the good good on them in the house. Right. They were just going to show up on my doorstep, y'all. I said what I said and I meant it. (laughs) Except that I didn't really want to mate the beast with two backs. I mean, like I did sometimes. But I really didn't and I knew that. So this thought may seem random. But again, you'll learn that I often take two random thoughts and string them together to make a complete train of thought. 
And so like I think about that moment, you know, that moment of release pre-ecstasy when you may or may not look into their eyes because you know in that moment you have them completely under your spell. The magnitude of the power in that moment is And then I think about this anime reel one of my male best friends sent me where the girl literally sucks all of the power out of the guy and he's left like shellless. All right, so it loses something in the retelling this way. Remember, there'll be links in the comments. I'll make sure I drop it in there because you have to see it, okay? (laughs) But anyway, like I think about that moment, that juxtaposition of control and loss of control, right? And I think about the power in that moment on both sides and how freaking amazing it would be to take that same power and use it to create instead, literally create. See, sometimes I realize we fill ourselves with things that we think we want because something else is missing. And I am not saying that drawing a picture or making a vase is substitute for having an orgasm. Or am I? Is it possible that sometimes what we have interpreted as a desire for being physically intimate is really a deeper longing to manifest, to create something new? All right. So take, for example, like emo eating. You ever do that? Like maybe you broke up with your boo thing. Spoiler alert. He should have been gone. Just saying. And you go and you drown your sorrows in a pint of ice cream and yet you still feel empty unfulfilled ever get your soul rocked in the bed and roll over and still feel empty unfulfilled i'm gonna just leave that there for you to sit with let that jaw marinate a little bit i've been leaning back into the powers of my tongue again and if any of this resonates for you whether it's in the pieces or in large parts I encourage you to sit back and re-embrace the magic and the mystery in what your own mouth does, whichever way you like it or need it. And as for Miss Kimberly Jones, I can't say that Big Mama Thing is one of my favorite songs now, but what I can say is that my good sis and fellow namesake has always been clear on her sensual power and I rocks with that. But that, that's a pro-ho pro all the things episode for another day also i owe you a kimmyism but again another day besos mi amores